How many know the truth is an important thing? Is it, is it a good thing to know the truth? It gives you our direction and everything, doesn't it? Y'all want to play along a little bit this morning? I got a little something up my sleeve. Y'all ready? Can I get everybody to stand up? Oh, y'all love this, don't you? All right. Now, if you need to, you can hold on to something, whatever. I'm not going to make you do any foot, foot up here or anything like that. This is what I want you to listen to in closing. I'm going to count to three, one, two, three. I want you to close your eyes, and then I want you to give your best guess estimate and point north. Okay, can you do that? So, on three, nobody look at Sonny and Jimmy. The fish, that's, why I said, that's, why, that's why I said close your eyes, all right? All right, and I want you to remain holding, holding that until, uh, until I get back with you. Ready? One, two, three, point north. And, and now there's, there are eyes open everywhere, right? Okay, okay, everybody got the, they got they got north, right? They got an app for that. Okay, it's right through here. <laughs> How about that? That's what it says anyway. It says it's right through here. All right. Hey, I got people doing this. Yeah, <laughs> you made me see it. You made me see it. Oh man, let me put this thing over here now. I grabbed the phone and got four four text messages over there. Kill that thing off for us, Tim. Oh man, you said, well, what in the world has that got to do with anything? Well, I want to tell you what it's got to do with something. We need to know the truth, and we need to know, you know, that, that compass in our life, right? You know, and what is the compass for our life? The Bible, God's Word. So now, a lot of times you might think you know the right direction, but you just found out maybe we're off a little bit. Now, what happens if I'm off just a little bit and I keep walking and I keep walking? I'm going to be off a lot of it, right? I don't know if that's a word or not, but it'll work in here. So I just thought, you know, it's so important to know the truth. That's why we always want to back it up with God's word. That's why we always want to stand on God's word. That's what's, what's going to seal the deal, all right? So God's word is a lamp to our feet and it's a compass for our hearts, amen? That has nothing to do with the message, but I thought I'd just share it. No, it does. It has everything to do with the message. I'm just going to pray again. Lord, I just thank you so much that we get to have a good time. We have a God time. And today, Lord, I pray that we see your compassion flow mightily in Jesus' name. So I want to start out by saying we're going to jump into a message today that I think many people's heard of. Many people know this message. And, uh, but we're going to come in from another angle on this message. And, and I think it's going to be really uh, uplifting. It's called the Compassionate Father. Y'all ever heard of that? Maybe, maybe. You might know it more as the Prodigal Son. Right? Now, you know what? We can always identify with the prodigal son, right? Usually. Jeff, go ahead and raise it up here. Everybody, was, everybody in the neighborhood, no, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. <laughs> but you know, a lot of times we can identify with, with the wayward son because, you know what, we can kind of see ourselves there. But today I hope that we can identify with compassion and father. Right now. That's what we're going to be looking at today. So we're going to look at this through a different lens. And I, and I know you know the story, but I tell you what, uh, God showed me some really cool things that we're going to unpack today. So let's dive into the scriptures and watch what God's going to reveal through his love and compassion. This is really our key verse. I'm going to read it, and then we're going to come back and, and kind of unpack it a little bit. Got a little bit of reading and bring us up to date. But Luke, if you got your Bibles, Luke chapter 15, verse 20 is where we're at right now. We're going to be kind of uh, working through that a little bit. So he returned home to his father. While he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And we're going to unpack that in just a minute, but that's where we're going to end up. Is everybody doing good? Say amen. You got your handouts and a lot of places to write notes in here. All right, let's see what we got. I got to do a little reading, and we'll do a little preaching, teaching, unpacking, all right? So now we're going back to verse 11. 
And it says this. It says, to illustrate the point further, Jesus told this, them this story. A man had two sons. The younger son told his father, I want my share of your estate now before you die. Let me give you a little unpacking here. All right? That's basically saying, I wish you were dead. Give me, give me what's coming to me. That's something, isn't it? I want, to, I want to really pull this thing down because you're going to see how crazy we are and how rough we are being in the story. And you're going to see how good God is. Amen. So think about this. I also want to tell you this, that what would happen back in those times, the younger son would get one third of the estate and the older son would get two thirds of the estate. So basically, he's, I, I want my third. Let's keep on rolling. So the father agreed to divide his wealth between his sons. No doubt he probably took a, took a, you know, a, a beating on getting rid of some of the things possible. So, I don't know. Let's keep on rolling. So, a few days later, the young son packed all his belongings and moved to a distant land, and there he wasted all his money in wild living. About the time his money ran out, oh, what happened? How many friends you got when you got money? When you got stuff? Usually you got a few more than what you do when you don't, amen? But what you'll find is when all your money's gone and when all your stuff's gone, if those people are still left around, they were really your friends, Amen? That's, that's how we do that. And sometimes it's like, hello, 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 hello. And there's a little echo in the room because there's not many people left, amen. Let's keep on rolling with this. So, since about this time the money ran out, a great famine swept over the land and he began to starve. Things sometimes seem to get bad and then sometimes they get worse. He's out of money and now the whole area is going under, right? Let's see what's going on. To a point where he's starving, all right? He persuaded a local farmer to hire him, and the man sent him into the fields to feed the pigs. Now, this is a Jewish boy. They don't want nothing to do with the pigs. Can you say, I'm hitting the bottom, amen? That's about where he's at, okay? Let's keep on going a little bit more. The young man became so hungry that even the pods that he was feeding the pigs looked good to him. But no one gave him anything. Sometimes when everything's stripped away, somebody can promise you they'll do this and do this and do this and everything else. But sometimes you find that you're all alone, amen? You're all alone. Let's keep on reading. When he finally came to his senses, amen, there's something about going through tough times that will help you get your eyes on God, amen? It's a shame that it has to be like that. And, and I, you know, I, I won't say it has to be like that, but that's usually when we, when we look a little closer, look a little deeper, look a little higher during, during those times. Sometimes can we kind of forget Forget about God when everything's going good. Amen? Yeah. Because we're like, oh man, well you know, it, I see it over and over and over, but that's why we got to guard our God time. Got a question for you. How many people read their little uh, daily breads this week? Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. Hey, if you didn't get one, we got some over there. Just another way to just encourage you through the week. Let's keep on with it. So, he said, finally came to his senses. He said to himself, at home even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am dying of hunger. I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and earth, heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. So he returned home to his father. I love this. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him uh, coming, filled with love and compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Let's keep on rolling. All right, we're on 21. Does everything click over there, Tim? Good. I had a lot of scripture in there. I apologize. It's a little small, but let's keep on. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Hmm. But his father said to the servant, Quick, bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf we have been fattening. We must celebrate with a feast. 
For his son, the son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he is found. So the party began. Amen. Meanwhile, the older son, how many know you got you always gotta have somebody else on the party now? You ever had a, a nice party going on and everything, and you got somebody with the shuffle lip coming on? Well, man, you know, me, right? Here he is. We're, we're going to unpack it. I'm just going to be setting the stage right now. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. All right? Excuse me. I'll, I'll jump a little bit. 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the fields working. He returned home. He heard music and dancing in the house. And he asked one of the servants, what was going on? Your brother is back, he was told. And, and your father has killed the fatted calf. We are celebrating because of his safe return. Here we go. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And all that time, you never gave me even one goat for a feast with my friends. Wah, wah, wah. Ain't that something? Yet when the son of yours came back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you create, you celebrate by killing a fatted calf. Let, let me look at this real quick. Isn't it something when we're wounded, you know what we do? We pick out everybody else's fault, don't we? This son of yours, look what he did. Why do we got to tear somebody else down to make us feel like we're staying a little bit tall? Just throwing a few things out there. All right? So his father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed with me and everything I have is yours. We have, we have to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he's found. Amen. Y'all ready to dig into it? Good deal. I'm going to get a drink and we're going to hit it hard, all right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's do it. First, we're going to take a look at the youngest son, all right? I said, how bad was the younger son? I want you to see how bad he was because that's going to help us see how good God is. Amen? That's what I hope. He was disrespectful, selfish. Arrogant, showed no regard for anyone else. He was basically saying, Dad, I wish you were dead. Man, that's something, isn't it? So I can get you money. He embarrassed his dad, no doubt. What else? It was all about him. You know anybody like that? You know anybody where it's all about them? Let's keep on rolling. Let me ask you another question. How would you respond if that was your child? Mmm. Got silent, didn't it? Woo! I'd like to respond like God. And he's working all, all the time. But I tell you what, this would be a test moment. Amen. <laughs> this would be a testing moment. But let's see what goes on in the story, all right? Now, we looked at a little bit of how the son was coming around. How deeply did he hurt his father? You think that hurt his dad? I bet it did. Can you imagine you do all these things and everything? And really all you want is the best for your children. You want to spend time with them. You want to give them some direction. You want to encourage them, man. You know, you got big dreams for your children. You want them to appreciate things, you know. You want to guide them. You want to nurture them. You want to train them. You got a lot of TLC put in there. You got some man hours in your kids, amen. I'm telling you what, you really do. But it takes some time sometimes, don't you? Doesn't it? I'm seeing that over and over in my life as time goes by. I'm thinking, wow. And I think back. Man, you know, I've said this statement, y'all, y'all know it's true too. You know, I had no idea how smart my dad was until I was about 30. Because like from like, you know, 18, 20, man, he just, I'm like, man, how in the world does he make it? You know, how in the world could he possibly, how, how's he making this, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, you move out and you go, by the way, I moved out before I started, I moved out when I was 18. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I'll tell you that story a little bit. So, actually, I should say, he started getting very wise when I changed from 1903 Sewer Drive to my own place. I was like, wow. And I started to notice that I wanted to come back home more. 
around supper time. Amen. <laughs> Y'all know how that works, huh? All right, let's keep going on. So we got a lot invested in that. And so you know it hurt the Father's heart. But take a look at this. He chose the shortcut, didn't he? We love the short, to, to take the shortcut. I said, in life, we often love to choose the shortcut, don't we? I said, you know, what, we want everything right now. And I said, most of the time, there's a good reason that we don't get everything right now, right? There's a good reason. And, and, and the reason might just be because God said, you can't handle it right now. Come on now. He might be saying, he might be working things in your life so that you can handle the next level of stuff. You know? I'm very thankful for time. I, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I've probably shared this before. When I first started in ministry, right? I remember sitting under some other pastors and stuff, and I knew God had called me to do this stuff, and I and <laughs> anyway. And I remember, I remember one of the preachers took me out to eat and says, he says, Well, as as you prepare for ministry, in my little arrogant fat head. I was like, prepare? I already got the stamp. I'm ready to roll. <laughs> Boy, you were wrong. I was so wrong. So now they said, when are you going to do this? I said, well, God says. So you start learning a few things. Well, what about this? I'm listening to God. See, because Buddy Chapman going to take you so far. You know? You can only go so far on your own. You've got to have that compass set on Christ. Amen? So anyway, you know, I kept thinking, well, what are they talking about? What are they talking about? And, and you know what? It's kind of like a doctor. You're always practicing, right? You know what? In our Christian walk, we're always growing and being molded into to the image of his dear son, Jesus Christ. Amen? I want to tell you today, if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, let me just remind you that your destination is secure. But we still got to walk the journey. Amen? And we're learning every day, and we're walking through that. Aren't you glad that God never leaves you anywhere? Amen? Let's keep on rolling. So a lot of times, you know, it's, it's because we just can't handle it. And I thought about this. How many people have ever heard this? Man, if I hit that lottery. Huh. And then everything, you might as well just go the test pattern after that. Man, if I just hit that lottery. Because everything else is blowing smoke. Man, if I hit the lottery, I'd pay your house off. Man, if I hit the lottery, I, man, I'd buy you a new car. You know what happens when people usually have more money and they come into it? They get amnesia. They do. Loan somebody some money and see what happens. <laughs> then we go, what? I don't know, what are you talking about, right? But that happens. Oh, man. Oh, no. If I get this, you know, hey, man, oh, we're going to walk on this and it's going to be good. And I, I was thinking about that. You know, the, the whole story is, is, is wrapped around this thing here. And I said, you know what? This, this is a Buddha Chapman analogy. I hope you all work through this here. So I said, walk where you're walking and look where you're going. If where you're walking isn't leading you to where you want to end up, then something has to change. That makes some sense? Keep walking where you're walking. Keep your eyes on the Lord. And if we're, if, if we're over here, then we need to make some adjustments to get over there. God's gracious and compassionate, isn't he? He'll help you. He'll lead you back to where you need to be. Amen. Aren't you glad we're never, never too far away from God? Somebody say amen. amen. All right. Well, let's keep on going. Well, look at this. In the stories, he had a change of heart. He said, man, I'm going to come on back, didn't he? I'm going to come on back to my dad. And I thought that was really interesting. I said, nothing changed for the better until his heart changed to the father. See, sometimes we just got to turn our hearts to God. Does that mean instantly everything's going to be lovey-dovey? No. But I can tell you what. It's that peace that passes all understanding when we know, you know what? God's got my back. I know that he's not leaving me. I know what his word says, so I'm going to stand on his promises. I'm going to climb up on them by faith. Let's do a little bit more reading here. All right? So look at this, 17 says, when he finally came to his senses, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare, and I am dying of hunger. 
I will go home to my father and say, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I am no longer worthy of being called your son. Please take me on as a hired servant. I said, I'm going to stop right here. I said, you know, you know what happened? He realized that he was lost. All right, I'm going to be careful with this one. This is before GPSs and stuff, right? You know, when you're in your car. How many people dread driving maybe with their husbands when they're going somewhere? You don't have to raise your hand. I just saw you smile. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put you out there. Right? There's really a reason. I just thought about that. There's probably a good reason why the, the, the GPS voices a woman's, right? <laughs> Go back! <laughs> no, that was a good thing. You know? Go back! Or you just keep going. You just say, man, you know what? If I just go another 35 miles, I'll find it. I'm getting close, you know? Anyway, we need to be tuned in. But I want to read a few things here. I said, I said you know what? He started to realize that he was lost. I said, so many times we've drifted away. We need to come back home to the Father. And I said, let me say it another way. Look at verse 19. We do the same thing. He started to only see his worth in his deeds and his words. He's like, well, I'll come back and I'll do this. I'll, I'll pay that fine. I'll, I'll come back. Look at this. And I said, you know what, this, this is the whole thing I want us to look at. I said, this, this is hard to grasp sometimes. I said, but his father always saw his worth even without his works. Amen? Did you hear that? He's looking at the inside. I said, this is huge to grasp. I said, but it, it, it's, it's a great thing. See, it, it's, it's great to do good. It's great to work hard and all those things. But if you think that's why God loves you, you're wrong. Amen? If you think it's on a performance-based uh, contract, you're wrong. It's under the new covenant, under the blood of Christ. By grace you saved through faith. Somebody say amen on that. That's good stuff. I said, he loves you. You ready for this? This is, this is heavy stuff. He loves you because he loves you. Isn't that something? Hmm. I said, his grace is amazing. I said, but you know what? And when we understand it from this perspective, we start to live right because we start to believe right. And what happens is you start to understand your value and worth. This drives us to God, not from God. We are no longer starving, but full of his love and mercy. Amen? What are you saying, buddy? When we start to realize, I talk to people over and over and over. I look at the guy in the mirror and I, I get these same thoughts. Man, I really blew it. Man, I really blew it. I don't even feel like going to church today. Amen? But how many know you're so much better off when you do come? And I pray that you're encouraged in the word of the Lord. Because I want to I just speak life into your situation. That's what's going on right here. Look at this son. He's like, man, I blew it. I blew it. And I'll just come crawling back. We're going to unpack some more. Everybody doing good, right? All right, let's keep on rolling. we got a little more reading. Now we're going to look at the compassionate father. That's really the story. I said, remember what the, the, the son had a plan. What was his plan? I know I'm reading a lot of this over and over. I want you to get it, okay? He says, I will go home to my father and say, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and no longer, I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Please take me in as a servant. He's going back, so to speak, to pay the fine. He's going to try to reconcile. He's going to try to make it right. Do we do that sometimes? Truth of the matter, we can't make it right, but Jesus already made it right. All right? You hear what I'm saying there? I said, look at this. I said, he went back and he agreed with the Father. Amen? He agreed with what was going on in his life was wrong. So look at this, verse 20 here. He says, so he returned home to the Father. And while he was still a long way off, his Father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. Hmm. we got 21 up here too. His son said to him, Father, I have sinned against both heaven and you, and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. I'm going to read from my notes here. This is some stuff the Lord was just showing me. I said, you know, 
I said, look, look what happened. This, this really revealed the Father's love. And I look at that underlying part. And while he was still a long way off. I said, look, before the son even spoke a word, the father came filled with love and compassion. What happened first? He had it all down. I'm going to go tell him. I'm going I'm to go, dad, dad, take me back, take me back. And before he could even get there, his dad ran. Now, you know that the, the father in this picture is a picture of our heavenly father. God, amen. Do you see that? And that, that boy is us so many times. Took the wrong path. Squandered a few things. Why did he do that? Because, you know, why do we sin? Because we were born into sin, right? Through Adam. But let me tell you, you don't have to stay there because Jesus Christ made a way out. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. I want you to look at a few more things here. I said, this is really where the message came from on the love and compassion. And, and I was riding my bike the other day, and I was thinking, I said, Lord, what are we going to preach on? Y'all hear me say that all the time. And the prodigal son came to mind. And I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord... I don't want it to be me. I want it to be you. Is this, is this the message for this week? I said, they know the story. I know the story. He said, yeah, they know the story. He said, but too many times they identify with the son and they don't identify with the father. Woo! I had the damage shift on that. Boom! What? Take a look at this. He said this right here. He said, they know the story. Let me find where I was at here. I said... He said, but this is the, the whole deal. Many people know the story and identify with the wayward son. I want them to identify with my compassion and love. I want them to see the, that my compassion is greater than their sin. I am the one who restores the loss. I am the one that never stops looking for them. I am the one uh, to take them back in regardless of what they've done. They think they are unworthy because of their mistakes. But I tell you, they are worthy because of my sacrifice. Amen. You hear that? I said, the son was not restored. Look at this. The son was not restored because of his ability. He was restored because of, this is what the Lord will speak tomorrow, of my compassion and love for him. That's what the Lord was showing me. He was given my robe of righteousness. The ring represents my seal of approval. The sandals I give are the, for the walking and the promises of the gospel of grace. Let's take a look at this as we unpack it. But the father said to the servants, quick. He didn't delay, did he? It was right here. Hurry up in a minute now. Bring the finest robe in the house and put it on him. Get a ring for his finger and sandals for his feet and kill the calf. We've been fattening. We must celebrate the feast. For this son of mine was dead and has now returned to life. He was lost, but now he's found. So the party begins. I'm going to read this again. He was given my robe. This is, this is what the Lord showed me. He was given my robe of righteousness. The, saying, the ring represents the seal of my approval. The sandals I give are for walking in the promises of the gospel of grace. And he asked me this. He said, did he ever stop being my son even when he walked away? Wow. He never stopped being his son even when he walked away. See, I want to tell you this because I've talked to people so many times that they think they're going to lose their salvation. They think they're going to undo something that God finished. That's not going to happen. Listen close to what I'm saying. I'm not saying live any way you want. I'm saying trust in what God did and it's finished work of the cross. And I'm saying walk that out day by day and when we miss it, turn around back to God just like we're seeing in here and say, Lord... Help me, forgive me, and keep on walking. This is to lift you up today. This is to encourage you today. I want you to say, was this guy bad news? I wish you were dead. Give me your money. And I'm going to blow all the money, and when everything runs out, I'm going to come crying back. And he, what did he do? While he was yet a long way off. Why are you going into this, buddy? Why are you keep telling us? Because that's us. That's us. So many times. But don't focus on us. Focus on who made it right. Amen. Focus on God, the Father. Let's keep on rolling down here. He said, never stop being his son. 
And he wrote this, I wrote this down when I was just speaking to Mark. And neither have the sons and daughters that I've saved today. You hear that? Put yourself in that. I said the grip of grace tenderly holds our salvation for eternity. For eternity. Over and over. We need to know that. Do you see how God views you? We get the improper view of how God, we, we view God and we view our lives. But if we looked at our life through the lens of the Lord, I think you'd be a lot more pleased. I know I am. Because I looked through that and I said, I'm forgiven. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. There's no condemnation for those in Christ. Guess what? When I start realizing who I am and, and, and all those things, I start seeing my worth as a whole lot more than what I do on my own. I see it's so important that God said, I'm going to send my son. I'm going to win you back. I'm going to bring you back. I'm going to set you in my family. And even when the son ran away, even when we turned away, even when we make bad mistakes, that his sacrifice is greater than your sin. Somebody say amen. I want you to hear that today. Well, let's keep on going. Let's take a look at the next part of the picture here. Who else did we deal with in the story? The oldest son, right? I said, but what about the older brother? I said, look at his attitude. Let's read the scripture here, verse 28. The older brother was angry and wouldn't go in. His father came out and begged him. But he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to. And in all that time, you never gave me even one young goat. Man, isn't that something? For a feast with my friends. Yet even this son of yours comes back after squandering your money and on prostitutes celebrate you celebrate by killing a fatted calf. Did I have everything on there? I'm sorry, I'm not sure. I said, look at this. I said, let's face it, man. The younger brother, he was angry. Can you kind of understand that? Have you ever felt like that? You're trying to do the right things. Somebody else blows it and it appears, let's, let's put it in the workplace. You're working hard. You're doing the thing. You're coming in on time. You're leaving on time. You're, you're taking work home and everything else. And the guy that just halfway does it gets promoted. How many would have a problem with that? I would probably have a problem with that. I'm just being honest, right? But let's open up the, the view through the lens of the Lord. He saw him as dead and now he sees him as alive. That's a huge deal. Let's keep on going here. I said, you know, when we look at the underlying parts of this, his father came out and begged him. How did the father treat the, the, the youngest son with love and compassion? How did he treat the older son stomping and crying and everything else? Love and compassion. You see that? Two different ends of the, the spectrum, but God remains the same. I think that'll help you this week. I pray it does. Let's keep on going. Look at this. He even goes to the point, he says, his, his, you know, his father wanted him to be part of the celebration, but the brother couldn't get his eyes off himself. See, a lot of times we're looking at ourselves so bad. What is it? You never did that for me. That never happened there. I've done everything right. And then he says, then he separates himself from his brother. But this son of yours, you see, he's putting that distance in. He's putting that distance in. And not only that, he's going, look at me. Look at me. I did everything right. Well, if you did everything right, why are you embarrassing your dad out there on the front porch? Okay? Not so much about the mistakes. I want to look at how great the mistakes are. Just look at that. But I want you to remember how great the grace of God is. That's the takeaway. You hear what I'm saying? That's what I want you to see today. I said, he even starts to insult, insult the father. He made a scene. I said, put yourself in that moment, man. You know, there's no doubt he's yelling at his dad. He's making a scene. He's being disrespectful. He just did what the other brother did. He's going right back to the same thing. He's saying, I've done everything right. Look at your son. 
He's putting his brother down, even disowning him. He doesn't understand grace. Did you hear that? He doesn't understand grace. How much does grace cost? Can't buy it, right? How do you get grace? What do you got to do to get grace? See, if you got to do something to get grace, it's not grace. God loves you because he loves you. Amen? We receive that grace by faith. By grace you're saved through faith. Not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. Amen? But then I said, how did the Father treat him? With the same love and compassion. It continues. Amen? Everybody doing all right? We're going to unpack this a little bit more here. His father said, look, dear son, you have always stayed with me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. See, see, the older brother seemed to forget he always had the fellowship of the father. He seemed to forget that he always had the security of the dad. He seemed to forget that he was always caught in the blessing, in the security, in the safety of God. Can we do that sometimes? We can forget that. Because we see somebody else get something, somebody else get promoted or something like that. We go, well, look at this. Let's keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. Keep on going. I said, he, he seemed to forget this too, that everything the father had was already his. Why, why, why do we point so much to understand our identity in Christ? Because if not, we end up like this guy right here. Understand that those promises of God are for you if you're a child of God. Amen. How do we climb on? By faith in the Father. I want you to see that. Let's keep on going. I said, we may lose focus on the Father, but the Father never loses his love and compassion for us. Isn't that a good thing? Anybody feeling a little, just a little bit lighter today? I pray that you are. Amen? Let's keep on going. I said, celebrate what our Heavenly Father has made possible through Christ. Rejoice for your brother and sister when they return home. Somebody say Amen. Isn't it, if you look at the Bible, it's all about restoration, isn't it? It's all about bringing them back. It's all about having them back in that relationship, back in the family, amen? Even though they're, they're there, they're not acting like it. They're not walking in it. So what do we want to do? We want to encourage them back, right? Rejoice when the brother and sister returns home. And I look at this, I said, ask God to help you experience his grace in a new way. Then share it with others. Talk to them daily, but don't forget to listen, Amen. We do that? How many people talk to the Lord every day? How many people listen to the Lord every day? Just thinking. Just throwing it out there. Amen? And I said, I pray today that you see this message that nothing can separate you from the Father's love. That you see His, his greatness over your shortcoming. That that robe, you can, can you just, I want you to just picture this. That robe of righteousness and His love wrapped around you. That ring on the finger sealing you in there. Those promises of God are for you. Amen? That's why I want to insert herself into the story. And look at how God gives us those sandals. You know that the only people that had sandals uh, were, were the family. The servants didn't have any, right? They didn't have any shoes. They didn't have any sandals back then. They were barefooted. But as a child of God, you are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. Amen? That's something to shout about. Let's see something here. I said, so what does love and compassion look like? What does it look like? <laughs> Looks like Jesus to me. Amen? It looks like that father coming out to the situation over and over and over. Look at this. Go back to our verse. So he returned home to his father. And while he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, 
I said, love and compassion looks like Jesus. Amen. If you want to know what the Father looks like, look to the Lord. If you want to know what God's thinking, read his word. But if you keep the Bible shut, you're not going to know. Amen. You're not going to know. So many times we just keep on doing our own thing. I pray today that, you know, today's message was one that you've heard before. But maybe you hadn't seen it from this way. I'll go back to what he laid on my heart. Buddy, they know the story. You know the story. But so often we know the story from the son's side. I want you to see it today from the father's side. I want you to see the, the, the redemption story today from God's eyes. He says you're worth it. He says you're forgiven. He says he loves you. You say, well, buddy, you don't know how bad it was. That's why I pulled out everything I could find on this guy right here. I wish you were dead. That's what he was saying. I want mine. I'm going to do what I want. I know better than you. You know what? We might not be that direct in God's face, but sometimes we live like that. Let's be honest. We just want to go ahead and do our own thing. And if anything's left, we'll fit God in. Amen. I'm so grateful and thankful that you're here today. There's a lot of other places you can be. There's a lot of other things you can to do. But you say, you know what? I'm going to take some time out and I'm going to go worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That shows a heart that's, that's pointed to God. That shows a heart that says, you know what? You're worthy. You're worth it. See, so many times when we don't have that compass, the word, we start drifting. You never drift on course. Believe me, that's not Is that true? You're not going to drift on course. You might be there for a little bit, but you're going to drift on by the buoy. You're going to drift on by the marker. That's why we constantly go back and look at that. Get your mark. Follow that mark. And I pray that the mark that you set your eyes on is that of Jesus Christ and the finished work of the cross. Because anything else is going to take you away from God's best. Amen. You hear that? Anything else is going to take you away from God's best. Do we believe that God knows best? Amen. Do we believe God wants his best for his children? Amen. Do you believe that that's for you too? Are you a child of God today? You say, well, well I, you know, I go to church sometimes and I'm glad I came today. And I didn't ask you about your church attendance. I didn't ask you where you went before you got here. I didn't ask you any of those things. I'm asking you, do you know Jesus? That's the question. What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, I've read about him. My grandma played the, the piano in church for years. I didn't ask about your grandma. I didn't ask about, And you say, buddy, you, you, I'm telling you the things that I've heard over the years. I'm telling you the things I've heard over the years and years and years. But I'm telling you that this message is for now, for us, right here. So what are you going to do with it? See, every message that we preach is to bring you to a point of making a commitment. Is your life committed to Christ? Have you ever asked the Lord to come into your life? Lord, I need you. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. I know that I'm a sinner. I need you. That's how simple it is when you lock it up with faith. But just because it's simple on our behalf, don't think it was cheap on God's behalf. It cost him his best. It cost him everything. And you know why? Do you know why? Do you know why? Because you were worth it. You were worth it. On your worst day, God said, you are worth it. That's amazing, isn't it? What did I say earlier in the story? A lot of times when the money runs out, friends do too. What did the father do? He ran to him. I really believe right here, right now, that God's calling on hearts right now all over the world that are going to be listening to this 
throughout the, the internet all over the world. And I pray, Lord, I pray that people see the compassion of the Father. And that today they call on the mighty name of Jesus to save their soul. In Jesus' name, let us pray. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for the message. You know, Lord, I, I love that message. It just goes over and over in my heart. But Lord, I thank you for the freshness of looking at it from through your eyes. And I pray today, Holy Spirit, that you take it, that they see it through your eyes, that they see it through what you've done. So if you're here today and you never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, please look right here. I want to talk to you. I'm talking to you. This is for you. Don't leave here today without calling on my name of Jesus. You say, well, what do I do? Right where you at. Just ask God, Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today I'm trusting you for what you've done on the cross. That you made things right. That you paid the price. That you have taken my sins away. And I can walk with that road of love and righteousness. If that's you today, don't leave here without telling somebody. Say, you know what? I prayed that prayer. I prayed that prayer. You know why? Because we want to rejoice with you. We want to plug in. We want to make sure that you know what God's got for you. Right? We don't want you to join anything, sign up for anything. We just want you to know that God loves you and what God's done for you. If you're here today, you say, man, I can really identify with that son in that picture. Maybe it's the younger son. Maybe it's the older son. Maybe it's somewhere in between. But today's message is about identifying with the compassion and the love of the Father. Dear Lord, I thank you for today. I thank you for each one here. And I pray today that they're encouraged by the word of the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you transform lives. Lord, you bring healing to bodies. You bring, bring strength to our soul, Lord, that you help us to walk this thing out, Lord. Bring joy to our heart because, Father, you are about love, joy, peace, compassion. Lord, help us to be your hands, your ears, your feet into this, this highways and the byways, Lord. Help us to look for ways to share your love, Lord. Strengthen us in what we do for the kingdom. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet. We're going to send you out with a song. And uh, did anybody get blessed today by the message? Amen, amen. Let's keep on rolling here. So when we look at our situation, we're going to look at it through the eyes of God. Amen.